It is April 13th, 2021, and they gave me a transplant for a brand new start here covering NXT Tuesdays on the Wrestling Gang Podcast. I'm Glenn Rubenstein with NYC Demon Diva and Alfred Kanawa here to talk about NXT. It's a new era. It's begun. No longer on Wednesday nights. No longer going head-to-head with AEW. No more of, oh, we've got to talk about AEW first. Then we got five minutes to talk about NXT at the end. <laughs> People saying, when are you going to get to NXT? Why aren't you bouncing out? Well, now NXT has its own show, its own recap show for Wrestling Inc. We're going to be holding it down here every Tuesday. I'm free from Monday. I feel like I escaped the island. I don't have to talk about Raw anymore. Congratulations, I'm so overjoyed. Yo, that's a, that's, a big, that's a big step up for you. Huge deal. Huge. Yeah. He, Raj tried to get me. And and even after I quit Mondays, he called me. I was like, oh, come on, man. It'll be fun. <laughs> I was like, There's no. nothing fun about Monday Night Raw. <laughs> no, I am not going back. I will do pay-per-views <laughs> Tuesday and Friday, and that's it. That's it. It's like you broke out of Wrestling Inc. jail. Oh, my God. Like, <laughs> and I didn't watch last night. You know what was great about it is I was reading the recaps and stuff online, and I was like, I am missing nothing. I am missing no. nothing by not watching this. No, I mean, you were missing something, but it was nothing to worth watching. <laughs> for sure. <laughs> and then the thing I was intrigued about, I was like, oh, what are they doing with Bray? Guess what? I watched a one minute clip on Twitter and I was like, I'm caught up. I'm good. <laughs> Saw what I need to see. But tonight, NXT, this was a great opportunity for NXT. Now, I think we have some different perspectives because I've, I've been a takeover guy since I stopped doing Wednesdays. I've not been watching the regular product week in and week out. And I have to confess, I didn't watch all the takeover last week. So I'm coming into it a little fresh, but here's the thing though. A lot of fans are, there's a lot of fans tonight that are watching NXT because they're like, finally, I've been meaning to check this out. It's not on opposite AEW. I think this is a gateway show. And what I want to talk about tonight is I want to go through the segments, but I want to make sure we're also sort of educating people, bringing up to speed. I'm going to be leaning on the both of you to sort of bring people up to speed with where we are with this, because I think a lot of people tuning in tonight uh, there were some familiar things, but also a lot has changed. This, you know, if you yeah. haven't watched in a while, this was a pretty different show, some pretty different champions, some pretty different storylines. Yeah. And it was good for me. It feels like coming back into Saturday Night Live after not watching for a few seasons and Keenan's still there. And I don't really recognize anyone else, but that's fine <laughs> because I've got some gateway. It's good. It's good times. Um, Brett Murphy, $5, starting us off with a super chat saying this was the second greatest moment in NXT history with Raquel, Rhea, and Bianca all together in uh, the same ring. They should have easily closed the show, in my opinion. Yeah, yeah, it was so good. It should have. That would have been a great visual to go off the air. But you also don't want to go off the air with two stars that are just there for the moment and not really you're going to see them every week. If you're going to highlight main event, it should be, you know, your people that are part of the roster. Yeah, I mean, that more than anything felt like Raw After Mania in terms of just this really big moment with all yeah. these women celebrating together. I thought that that felt in terms of them being from NXT and then coming home to all celebrate. Such a great commercial for NXT, and it's great that they did it on this show, which, like you said, Glenn, this is a transition for a lot of people. It's going to be an introduction. What is this brand? Why should I care about NXT if I watch WWE main roster programming every week? Well, you see these women coming in here, and they're you know main event to WrestleMania. Uh, they're two world champions on the main roster, one in NXT. Then you get to know, oh, so now Raquel is going to one day be on the main roster being a champion. So maybe I should stick with NXT. So that was really smart of them to do. Yeah, yeah. it was good. And, you know, if if I have to nitpick my dream scenario, people have been saying forever, we need more NXT homecoming 
style shows. I think tonight might have been a good night to do that. There were um, some feel-good moments, good showcase of talent tonight, but I think that that segment in particular with the three champs there in the ring was just so magical. I think a few more moments like that tonight would have been perfect, but all in all, this was a really solid show, and we opened it tonight with Karrion Cross out with Scarlett to kick off after his victory at TakeOver Stand and Deliver. Karrion Cross is champ. Um, yes. So he had to relinquish the title once before. He's champion once again. And I liked what he said that when you're at the top, people think there's nowhere to go but down, but he's there to prove them wrong. Um, Issa, talk a little bit about Karrion Cross and uh, why his return has been so exciting and what you thought of this promo tonight. Um, absolutely love Karrion Cross. I love, um, obviously, Scarlett with him. Their whole act is just top-notch. I wanted him to gain the title back as soon as he came back, just because of the fact he had to relinquish, and I was really looking forward to seeing, to seeing what he could do as the champion of NXT, right? Mm-hmm. I love the promo that he cut tonight. I personally love their match the best of night, too. I know a lot of people like the unsanctioned match, and I think it was an amazing match, but for my personal taste, I thought Finn Balor and Karrion Cross put on an amazing match. So I love the fact that he gave um, Finn Balor his you know, his shout outs because he's he's technically speaking a heel. No, is he a heel or is he a baby face? What, is what is Balor? No, 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 Karrion Cross. Yeah, Karrion is a baby face who gets cheered like, or a heel who gets cheered like a baby face. <laughs> right, right. Because <laughs> I'm like so confused by it. But the fact that he just, you know, gave Finn Balor his props, I am excited. There was a part of me that was waiting for an interruption so we could see who's going to be next on this, oh, you know, yeah. on this program. And it didn't happen. So I felt very 50 50 because I was like, okay, you know what? It's the first NXT on Tuesday. New crowd watching the show. Let's, let's introduce him with, and, and, keep us coming back next week to see, because he kind of called out the entire locker room. So we'll see what happens next week. But I was waiting for the interruption, and and, and I was like, okay, when is it going to happen? And it didn't happen. But overall, great promo, and he looks great as champion. Unlike Issa, I was waiting for the interruption too, and when it didn't happen, I was even happier because I'm like, well, that kind of builds credibility for Karrion Cross because he's such a bad dude. Nobody wants to come up and step to him, so that's part of his mystique. Uh, you know, the more I think about it, I, the less people interrupting him and feeling that they want to step up to Karrion Cross, the better for how much they're presenting him as like such a killer. Uh, I kind of feel that in the opposite of the women's division, and that the women's division, which I think is might be the best division anywhere, is doing a good job building up contenders. The men's division, I think, right now for the time being, with Karrion Cross is this dominant champion. Maybe they can get away with having this guy to where one at a time somebody has the balls to step up to Karrion Cross. Uh, my only problem with this is that in the less they talk, the better. And when they are talking and they have to talk, I think Scarlett should talk for him because, you know, I don't think he's bad on the mic or anything like that. But cutting a promo like that just made it seem normal. He had to endure those dumb, you deserve it chants. So mm. it just kind of made him seem human. And the less he talks, the better for me. That's a good point. That's a good point. I, and I like her talking more because then it, it, it adds to the aura because her just standing there making faces at him like, oh, my God, I love you so much. That's literally what she looked like throughout this yeah. promo, which is OK. But I do like her being the one that speaks for him and he just stands there and looks badass. So, yeah, I'm, I'm with you, but I, I still enjoyed it. I thought it was great. But I'm a big Karrion Cross fan. And I think just seeing him finally get that moment after we know how it went the last time when he won the title and had to relinquish it immediately. It was cool to see him get that. Absolutely. And I think um, he's going to be a champion for quite some time, well into when NXT is doing shows in front of crowds again. I think uh, I think this is a good pick, good face of the brand. I think rematch with Finn might be in order, but who would you like to see step up Alfred and challenge him? Next. Well, um, we're going to get into it a little later, but I would love to see Santos Escobar eventually, maybe not this early, because if it was this early, it kind of tells you he's not going to 
mm. win the world title. But maybe Santos Escobar goes back and forth with Kushida. Who knows how that's going to play out? But I really want to see Santos Escobar and Karrion Cross in the near future. Yeah. Um, although I think with Finn, a loser leaves NXT match could be a really good way to get Finn back to the main roster. Sure. Well, and then, you know, Kyle O'Reilly isn't that bad of a choice because he did come out the big winner in the main event, and that's somebody who Karrion Cross can beat pretty convincingly, and it is a credible win given, you know, what they've done for Kyle O'Reilly recently. Jackson Callens, 499, saying, didn't watch the show, just showing my support. Have a killer show. I got to go channel my inner Michelle Branch. Don't ask, LOL. Is that is that your uh, tactful way of saying goodbye to you, Jackson Callens? I <laughs> could meet a lot. <laughs> Jackson, I'll see you this weekend in Vegas. Uh, which would be good. Jackson's making the drive out. Going to help uh, with some of my remodel once uh, take possession before I move in. So excited about this. Uh, Ray J's World, $5, saying, y'all think the Garganos will track down Indy Hartwell and Dexter Loomis and Buzzkill and Indy's romantic fling with Dexter. Yes, uh, that was a weird segment at the end. I mean, we don't have to talk about it now, but I thought it was just, like, <laughs> we'll talk about it later. <laughs> Anthony Weising, maybe Drake Maverick calls out Cross, so probably not good for Drake Maverick. <laughs> I mean, that'd be a fun little two and a half second match. <laughs> Although I gotta say, Drake Maverick uh, teaming with my boy Danity Kane tonight to take on MSK for the NXT Tag Team Titles, and uh, the pairing of these guys. How long have they been doing this? I actually uh, don't know. Drake and <laughs> um, Killian Dane, how long have they been teaming? Yeah. Yeah, it's been close to a year now. Yeah, it's been a while. Yeah, uh, about a year. So I guess yeah, here's my question. Yeah. Is Killian making Drake being taken more seriously, or is Drake making Killian be taken in a more lighthearted fashion? I think it's the other way around. Hmm. I think like the second one it's a balance. It's a balance. They balance each other. I just want a segment of Drake shaving Killian's back. <laughs> That's all I want. They could have done a lot with these guys. I'm actually kind of disappointed with because it looks like they're now kind of going to tease them breaking up. Uh, but this had a lot of potential for a very funny comedy duo in, case, in terms of them being strange bedfellows and how funny Drake Maverick is with most of the stuff he gets. So I, I am very disappointed with how this went if they are going to break up. Hmm. What was interesting tonight, so they defeated uh, Brazongo, correct? Mm-hmm. Uh, takeover for this opportunity yeah. night against... Uh, MSK, MSK picking up the win. So talk a little bit about MSK for people tuning in. They debuted, I think, right after I started watching on Wednesdays. They were previously the Rascals in Impact, correct? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Desmond Wentz, yes. Yeah. And uh, by all accounts, they're, they're off to a great start. This match tonight was really, really good. I think everything in NXT just seems better. I mean, I don't want to be one of those, you know, uh, rose colored glasses of saying like, oh, everything is better in NXT. But it feels like whether it's the tag team division the women's division, the men's division, the promos, everything just feels more authentic. Uh, tonight also, I will say, compared to the last time I tuned into a regular weekly NXT, it tonight felt like it had more room to breathe. I feel yeah. like they were trying to get through these shows so fast with AEW and counter-program segments and just keep it moving because they were so afraid of people flipping the channel. This felt more like old-school NXT to me, and I mean that in the best possible way. Because NXT is really what got me back into watching wrestling. And this had that feel where it felt big time, but also at the same time, a little more developmental, a little more real. I felt more invested watching tonight's show than I have on the ultra fast paced uh, wall to wall action shows they were giving us against AEW. 
Um, I felt the same way, and I think a lot of it is not just the new weekday that we're seeing it on. It's because we went into tonight with a lot of new champions. MSK just won their titles at TakeOver. So did Raquel. So did Karrion Cross. So it felt so fresh to see all these people on top and, and wonder what what is next for them because it's all brand new feuds. You know, I mean, we would assume we still don't know who's going to challenge Raquel or Karrion Cross, but it just felt... It felt very refreshing to me because NXT does the, the long title reigns. They do. But you don't see it. You don't see a show going so many brand new champions at once like we did tonight. It was it was exciting. That's that's the part that I just couldn't like stop thinking about. I'm like, we have so many new champions. I don't know who's going to challenge who. MSK is already defending the titles, and, and, which feels great because those titles were vacated. So it's, it's good to see those titles back in action and, and mattering again. I it, it, was a fun, it was a fun show. Yeah. Uh, speaking of fun, Robert Stone, who is even flashier now. <laughs> Great gloves. Gloves. Watching those gloves <laughs> with Aaliyah backstage <laughs> and uh, Mercedes Martinez wants the rest of her money. So what was the money story? I, I don't know the, the back uh, background between this, but Mercedes Martinez wants the rest of her money from Robert Stone. Well, they, it was actually kind of clever how they did it because they had to replace Jesse Kamea. I believe that was a week where there was an outbreak for COVID, ah. so she wasn't available. So they replaced her with um, Mercedes Martinez, and the story was Robert Stone had paid her uh, to kind of stand in for Jesse Kamea, but he only paid her half the money. So the fact that they're still following up on this, it's been a few weeks, and this is about how long it takes when somebody doesn't want to pay you back. It takes a few weeks for you to start being like, all right, man, like, come on, like, my Venmo's been empty for a while now. We need some money. So she really pulled up on him, and I thought it was really great. And they just kind of tied that into her being this kind of convincing heel who now is going to challenge Raquel Gonzalez. And, I mean, Mercedes Martinez is one of the most convincing, legit, tough people in that company. So I thought uh, she was really good. no joke. Yeah, Yeah. I think her versus Raquel will be great. Um, Mm -hmm. And then we saw the aftermath of an unsanctioned match with Kyle O'Reilly defeating Adam Cole from TakeOver Night 2. And I loved both of them side by side in the local medical facility it, it was it was very uh kind of rocky the beginning of rocky too right yeah like the idea they're both in there i loved uh uh i loved uh cole yelling it at kyle i think um it's gonna be great to see where this goes from here and then we went right into mercedes martinez versus jesse uh camia uh or camia and uh mercedes getting a pretty solid definitive win here pretty quickly uh she just she looks like such a badass yeah yeah. Yeah. I cannot wait to see her and Raquel. I think they're going to have an amazing program together because both of them look badass. Like they could kick each other's butts and, and it could go either way. Just from the bell ringing and then just staring at each other, you're just going to be like, I don't know who's going to win this. <laughs> um, but it was it was fun to see her back in action, too. I don't think I've seen her um, wrestling a little bit, but I, I, I watched on and off the last few weeks. So. There's something about, and this is no disrespect to Raw or SmackDown. It's just an NXT. I feel like there's five women that could credibly hold the title. They yeah. do that on purpose. That's why I think it's the best division on the main roster. It's because they've now just transitioned from the most dominant champion they've ever had. Who That was the story. Is everybody wanted a piece of Io Shirai, and she ran through everybody until she got to Raquel, who Raquel beat her. And then night one of her appearing as new champion, we had uh, Taya Valkyrie, who's now Frankie Monette challenge. Yeah. Uh, we had Mercedes Martinez challenge. We had Lacey uh, Ryan, or not Lacey Ryan, but um, Zoe Stark now. She challenged, um, and now she's having something with Mercedes Martinez. So they just built it right back up to where everybody wants that title. It's mm-hmm. good, man. Combo Breaker Buck 99 saying the new graphics package for NXT was nice. Uh, did have a good feel tonight. It, it felt different. I mean, grittier almost, the show, 
you know, it, it had a, a different feel to it. I, re I really enjoyed it. Um, NASCAR fan 88095 saying that Indy Spot was a salute to Sherry Martell when Shawn Michaels match when Sherry fell on the edge of the ring of the mat. I enjoyed it. Oh, oh, oh yeah. yeah. Okay, now that, that kind of makes sense. That makes sense. Yeah, I was going to say that's a good catch. I didn't catch that. Yeah. Um, and then, of course, uh, Mercedes went after Robert Stone and Aaliyah after the match. Robert Stone, like to his credit, there's something about being sort of a comedy character, but you can have serious um, talent contenders in the segment with you, and they do not become comedic by their involvement in the segment. And I feel like Ron SmackDown has so much separation sometimes. And it's like, if you're in a segment with um, Akira Tozawa or our truth, like instantly that changes your perception, you know? So I like with Mercedes that she could go from doing something like this to then compete for the title, uh, you know, in the near future. Yeah, uh, serious too. I mean, she was trying to get her money from him and he was the, the goof who needed to pay her money. So they didn't bring her down to his level. So that was really good of them. Stellar Justin Lopez, 499, saying this NXT felt like what the Raw after Mania should have been. That Raw last night was a very sad, 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 three sads excuse for a Raw after Mania. <laughs> Not enough sads, Justin. You got to send another one and, and add at least 10 of those. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was bad. <laughs> one of the worst episodes of Raw I've ever seen. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So talk to me about The Way. This was my first exposure to The Way, John Johnny Gargano and his faction uh tonight because the gargano now this transition right the gargano way was what he was talking about with candace probably around the time i stopped watching every week so uh alfred fill me in on the way uh they're a fun group of you know gargano and uh candace and then uh the kids kind of in the kids role would be austin theory and indy hartwell so it's uh on another podcast i refer to them as the suburban four horsemen to where they're just <laughs> like a family of mom, dad, and the two kids who are kind of with them. So Austin Theory is a dope. He's like a, a dummy. They did a very funny spot. You know, sometimes it's very hit and miss with this group. Sometimes it's just really not funny and it goes over your head. But tonight they did the thing where they broke and they went one way and he went the other way. So he kind of plays a dope. And then uh, Indy Hartwell is now in love with Dexter Loomis, as you saw. And then Candace and Johnny are just kind of the parents trying to guide their kids in the right direction. So would you say the way is closer to a cult or a multi-level marketing scheme? Definitely a multi level marketing scheme, but I mean, yeah, I so 100% on MLM. 100%. Yeah. Do not have dinner with these people, they're going to try and sell you Tupper, Tupperware and Herbalife, yeah. more like a timeshare, you know, something like that. Oh, there you go. <laughs> Shout out to the Shining Stars, one of my favorite gimmicks. I wish I got one of those brochures. Puerto Rico. Wasn't that from Puerto, Puerto Rico, right? Yeah. yeah that was good. Oh, Shining no, Star of the Caribbean. Come on. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. You know what? And they debuted on a row after Mania after, in 32. It was in Dallas. I was there. Yeah. And then I remember seeing the Puerto Rican flag. When they debuted, then they put the Puerto Rican flag. So, of course, I went crazy. And then I saw what they were doing. I'm like, really? Because <laughs> I got so excited seeing the flag. And then they just got that weird video promo with them selling you the timeshare. Oh, my God. I think the Shining Stars, too, the Colognes. They absolutely are. But I think the Shining Stars is the best, worst gimmick in recent memory. Yeah. Like, it's so terrible, it became brilliant at a certain point. And especially because timeshare humor, if you're under a certain age, you don't even know what a timeshare is. Like that is old school, old school humor. It's like up there with souffle humor, like in terms of, <laughs> you know, comedy. Um, so, uh, so with the way, I'm excited about the way. I'm, I'm going to get more into this. Um, 
Then we saw Swerve Scott in the recording studio and uh, calling out Leon Ruff. Uh, so we saw what happened with them later tonight. But we had the undisputed NXT Cruiserweight title match, Kushida versus Santos X Escobar wow. tonight. And this, man, Kushida, I feel like when I stopped watching, Kushida was kind of always walking the line, right? With the Marty McFly gimmick, he was doing stuff with Brazongo. Like, he could be taken not as a serious competitor, but tonight with this win and the new Cruiserweight Championship, um, he just looked fantastic tonight and like a very, very exceptionally talented performer. I mean, yeah, <laughs> he was, he's so good. It just, I, that whole match, that entire match was everything. And I'm a big um, Santos Escobar fan. I really like the way he looks, the way he carries himself. So I didn't think I would be so okay with him losing, but I was because the match was that good, you know, <laughs> like, yeah. I, I, I don't even know where to begin to cover it, but yeah, Kushida has, has gotten a lot. I, I don't understand. I think it was was one of the takeover matches. Alfred, well, I'll, I'll get better at this NXT thing. <laughs> but <laughs> I, who did he fight at? Not this takeover, but the one before. Probably was it Gargano? Uh, no, it wasn't Gargano. Was um, it Dream? No, I can't. No, no, it wasn't Dream. Uh, the takeover before. I have to look that up. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Thought, I just remember him. This one, but um, yeah, I just remember him having a really good takeover matching, which I started like really paying closer attention to him, and he well, just broke it again. No, and Issa, to your point, this tonight, I'm gonna guess for a good eighty percent of the audience, if it was not their first time watching NXT in a while. This was their first time paying a hundred percent attention to NXT. Right, that's the not having two TVs going, not flipping back and forth, not like out of the periphery of their eye. Like for me, I used to watch one on an iPad and one on TV yeah. and I'd switch it around. Like this is, was very interesting tonight that we collectively as a wrestling community had our undivided attention on NXT. So I, I don't blame anyone, you know, no shame. You're here because you love NXT. You're passionate about professional wrestling. There is no shame about not being a cool kid or knowing 100% everybody's history, backstory, even their names. Like, we're along for this ride together, and this is our chance to get back into NXT and love it with 100% of our hearts. I yeah. absolutely love that you just brought that up because that's exactly the issue. I would always go back and forward between the two. I never stopped to pay full attention to one or the other. Um, and a lot of times, even though it's in the DVR, you see so many spoilers on Twitter that you don't go back and rewatch it because you feel like you saw everything that happened. Mm -hmm. So it was like a whole different point of view, just watching NXT on its own, not having to change the channel and everything. You, I appreciated it so much more. I'm like, NXT is really good. Why don't I watch it like regularly? Why haven't I been watching it the way that I should? I really, yeah, that's, that's a really, really good point to bring up, Glenn. Yeah, and it was a good show for us to have our undivided attention because they ran a lot of angles on this show. Yeah. And, and this match, I'm so glad I got to see it from beginning to end because it was this tale of three matches for me. The first third, I was just kind of going through the motions a little bored and just kind of assuming Santos was going to win. Uh, the second third is when they kind of, I sat up and I thought Vic Joseph might've been the MVP of this match. I thought he called a hell of a match in terms of, as I was getting more interested, the way he was calling it made me think Kushida had a chance, but I still didn't think he'd win. And then the last third, I was on my feet, like watching the match and like every near fall Kushida had, it's like, oh my God, they might give it to Kushida. And when he finally did it, it was almost like looking at like a, like an overconfident favorite in sports where they're letting the underdog hang around and hang around and hang around 
And then at the end, uh, the underdog hits a touchdown or a miracle Hail Mary or something like that and wins the match. So I don't think it made uh, Santos Escobar look bad. I think it was just one of those nights he got caught by a guy who's very talented. Yeah, I loved it. And I th- think it was Isaiah Swerve Scott that you're thinking of for the last takeover match because that was a oh, really yeah. good match. And Swerve Scott, as you saw tonight, I don't think he's capable of having a bad match. Yeah. When Escobar, the great thing about Escobar is he's always been treated as such a credible contender that you can put him into a feud with Karrion Cross, and you know it's believable. It's not failing upward. He's just on to bigger and better things. So I think uh, there's a lot they can do there. We had uh, Dakota Kai out to introduce Raquel Gonzalez, the NXT Women's Champion, the new NXT Women's Champion. And uh, this was really cool. And then interrupted by Frankie Monet, the former Ty of Valkyrie. Man, it's like Impact is just running wild over NXT. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it is. <laughs> I mean, it's crazy, right? It's like, when did Impact become the NXT? I mean, it's been this way for a while, but even more so now it feels more pronounced. Uh, but I've always been impressed with what I've seen of Taya. I think this Frankie Monet character has a ton of potential. Um, you know, it's it's a debut, so we'll see how she fares. Uh, but being launched right into an angle with Raquel, I mean, they clearly believe in her. Yeah, I love I love the back and forth between them throwing the couple of Spanish hit, you know, insulting there. I of course I pop for that. Uh Raquel needs to be very careful on threatening the dog because I could totally get no. people to boo her. I'm dead serious. People will start like not root for her. Don't involve don't get the dog involved in this. And she <laughs> also shouldn't come out with the dog because he could get anxiety listen i always think of cody's yeah. dog at aw and how much anxiety he got from all the pyro and all that and i just don't like when they involve animals and things but it was her debut she wasn't doing anything dangerous out there right um i cannot wait to see what she can do i am a big fan of hers and she just came out looking like a million bucks today the puppy looked great and i i like i like the back and forth between the two of them and, and a couple of insults in spanish that popped me big time yeah, yeah, it's great to see her in NXT. Uh, I am a little nervous because NXT likes beating people early, and uh, this yeah. looks like they're fitting up to do that with uh, Frankie Monet, especially when somebody has a name somewhere else. It's almost like they're testing them. Oh, so I can yeah. see her being an early opponent for Kel Gonzalez, and uh, I hope they give her at least a couple of wins on her way there because Taya Valkyrie, I mean, they really need to be pulling the trigger on somebody like that right now as a top star there. Agreed. NASCAR fan 8809 with a $10 super chat saying, I'm really excited for Taya, AKA Frankie Monet. She is a class act and a total badass and she will get this Monet over. She's very well respected in the wrestling business. And I trust triple H. Uh, yeah. She's got an awesome look. I think uh, this character, maybe not the most original character we've seen in NXT, but I, th- I think that, I don't know, it, you know, it's all about how they write the promos. It's all about how they write the angles. And, uh, I almost feel like in NXT, the storytelling and the matches are so good that your character could be a little more, uh, it's less of a gimmick and more sort of just a starting point, you know? Yeah. I feel like in Raw SmackDown, like, man, if you get stuck with a gimmick, like... Yeah, it's all about the writers and how they are able to portray it. And a lot of times, like you said, a lot of things get space in NXT. They get room to breathe. There's a story that they tell from A to B to Z. I think if Dexter Loomis was on the main roster, he'd be a complete joke. Oh, my God, the worst yes. character. I mean, some people don't like him now, and I'm not one of those people, but I like the fact that they pay attention to all the things that make him different, whether it's him being creepy, his art, they interwine in uh, the storylines. But he would be a one-note 
creep if he was at the Raw or SmackDown. Well, you're you're, you're there, so right. You're so right. They would have it out there painting during the matches. <laughs> and then they'd be selling the paint paintings on WWE shop. They'd be selling NFTs of the paintings. They wouldn't even let him paint. They'd just have him carry out a bucket of paint. He's about to paint. And then they spill the bucket of paint all over him. They would do all kinds of silly stuff with him. See, I'm now I'm giving him ideas. Somebody's sitting there like, yes, we're, it's kidding. Let's about? call him up. He's going to debut on Friday. I'm telling you. <laughs> <laughs> I will say one thing. It's going to take some time to get used to calling him Frank, to calling her Frankie Monet. Like, I, yeah. I, I don't know about the name. I know she'll get it over. I know we'll get used to it. But it's, it's very hard when somebody, like Glenn was saying, has made a name at a different company and they come in and then you have to start calling them. I still call Damien Priest Punishment. I still do. Like, I don't like Damien Priest for him and, and, I'm, and I'm struggling with that name for her as well but it doesn't matter she's awesome and I'm looking forward to it so I don't care what they named her I'm just glad that she's here I admit I, I was Lacey Ryan just tonight I still call her Lacey Ryan so yeah. <laughs> I was telling my wife about Frankie Monet and I might have called her Frankie Muniz at one point like just <laughs> I've got to retrain some things you had a dog right? too in Shiloh didn't you start in Shiloh what you started in that movie Shiloh with the dog? He had yeah. a dog. You're you're out nerding me, Alfred, on movie trivia. Okay, there you go. Uh, Rage's World five dollars saying I think there's something more to the Roderick Strong leaving. Everyone keeps saying he's going to the main roster. I don't think so. And we'll talk about that segment. Um, but hey, while uh, we have the new champ out there, she was joined by Rhea Ripley and Bianca Belair, all three champions in the ring together. Um, this didn't feel forced. And I like that they had the no. photo that was making the rounds on social media. I like them hugging. Um, I just think they all look like such superstars and it feels weird to say this, but given the women's evolution, given everything we saw with the four horse women with Ronda Rousey with Oscar, this really feels like the moment when a new generation of female it, talent has all arrived to the top at once. It this was is an iterative. Yeah. You know? It was so special. And listen, I do reactions on my YouTube channel. So I always have a camera in front of me as I'm watching. And tonight they're going to get to see me actually tear up. Bianca yes. has a weird effect on me. She makes me cry. I don't understand why she's so relatable. When she won a WrestleMania, I like the tears rolling down and I'm not a cry. I was like, why does that girl? That's how good she is. That's when you know you have something special in someone is when they can get to your emotions like that. Because when Rhea interrupted, you expected that, right? Rhea and Raquel have such a history. When they they surprised me was when Bianca like even when the, when I heard the sound it took me a second to look up there I was like are they really doing this and it felt so four horse women hugging at the end of NXT take uh, take over in Brooklyn after Sasha and Bailey finished their amazing match I remember that moment I got the exact same vibes and energy from this moment I want evolution too like it's just I was so I was all in my feelings it felt it like Glenn said it was because it wasn't forced I wasn't expecting this at all it was an amazing moment I popped yeah, Justin Lopez, 499, saying this gave me all the vibes back to yep. NXT Brooklyn in 2015. This was their horsewoman moment. And it's long overdue. I mean, it's hard to believe five and a half years since we've had this fresh of a change in the women's division. I think that's almost, I don't think it's overdue. I think it's perfect timing because it marks the beginning of a new era. Like, and that's only five and a half years. So you had the 2015 era that kind of filtered out and maybe they could have done this uh, a little earlier, but I like the fact that now here's this era and maybe in another five years, you're going to get the next three women who came yeah, from NXT okay. 
uh, and you know are celebrating. And I just like the timestamps of NXT's legacy. I thought this was so great. The only thing, and this isn't really a complaint, but I just in all the women that they added in terms of people who could potentially challenge for Raquel, I would have liked the camera on Dakota Kai when she had to leave the ring. Oh yeah, three <laughs> women have their moment because Raquel really put over. I, I I can tell. I can always tell when WWE's setting up like a, a feud for the future. Raquel really put over how uh, Dakota Kai is her best friend. This that and the other. She made all these talking points, so you know that maybe by SummerSlam they're gonna have a match, and it would be great to see it. Maybe they do. Maybe they have that footage of Dakota Kai having to leave while her best friend and those other two women have their moments. And she's just like, I'll get you one day. Like, I'd, I'd really like to see that. But this is a perfect moment. It didn't need anything like that. And I, and I yeah, really that's a good this. point. That's a good point. That might be footage that we see later on. But I do think mm. they understood that that was such a feel-good moment that we don't right. need to. Let's let it happen. And maybe we can. Because you have to play into that. She's talking about how good of a friend she is. And here she is hugging with these other two girls. Right. That will hurt anybody. So, yeah, I'm with you. But I think they understood that. They, let's let this moment happen because this is something special. It was so, it was so cool. Right. Chrono shot two dollars saying, "Was this a face turn for Raquel or just tonight?" Uh, I, it feels I like mean, a face turn, it's especially if yeah. Mercedes Martinez is calling her out and Frankie Monet, who's clearly a heels, to calling her out. Yeah. And uh, Matt did say something that I, I really did like uh, on our last show in that Raquel Gonzalez, she as much as she's got this great a million dollar smile and she's got a great personality, and whatnot. But he, he doesn't like the fact that she smiles so much. And mm. I only agree because she's got such a great mean face. and She's such a great giant. And not necessarily that she has to be this kind of stoic giant, but she's so good at looking like a threatening, mean giant. And I thought there was a little more to do with her as a, as a heel. But either way, she's already a big star in NXT. So uh, if she's going to feud with uh, Mercedes Martinez, I would love to see it. It'd be very uh, convincing. Yeah. Alan Kahn, Canadian $5, saying at least with Taya, Frankie Monet, they let her keep calling herself. Yeah. Yeah, I'm going to pronounce this correctly, Isa. La Huera Loca. <laughs> and now what does that mean for uh, those of us that failed high school Spanish? I or think that we're, a, yeah. we're actually Huera is not, a, it's not a term that I'm very familiar with. I, I think that's a, more of a Mexican term, and it just, it's, it just I guess it would be like saying the crazy Spanish girl, basically. Well, yeah, we don't uh, use that term. We don't like use blonde that. or white girl or something like yeah, that? Uh, yeah, the internet is telling me it's uh, a slang version of Guerra, which yeah, is blonde. Oh, okay. Well, oh. Okay, yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's the thing with Spanish. Like, we can understand it, but we all have such different slang. That is not something that we will use, like, in the Caribbean area. We don't use that word. Yes. Imagine my disappointment seeing in different cultures what menudo means in Puerto Rico. It's change. It's change. Versus in Latin America. Menudo for us is changed like coins. Yes. As a child, <laughs> I saw banners outside Mexican restaurants saying Menudo Tuesday, and I was very disappointed. <laughs> um, so uh, after this segment, I agree though, Dakota Kai, there's a good angle there. I think, uh, mm -hmm. oh, there's so much they can do with this. This is oh, exciting. Yeah. I have faith yeah. in NXT. Raw would have yeah. forgotten this in two weeks. They would have, they would have, Dakota Kai would have beat her in a non title match and then they don't follow up in three months. Yes. And we had William Regal uh, teasing new female talent. Who's this new prospect that we saw a vignette for tonight, Alfred? Uh, Sarai. She's a, a former Japanese star and she's um, coming to NXT. They've been teasing her for a while now. Uh, and uh, I have a lot of um, faith in her. I think uh, they're going to do a good job with her in terms of her in the women's division, although it is very crowded in the women's division. So I don't know how they're going to make room for her, but. Uh, hopefully she'll be able to find her way because I mean they're really building her up. Yeah. Yeah, they have been. And then Roderick Strong with Marina Shafir backstage in Regal's office, and uh, Strong's handing Regal paper saying he's done. 
You guys believe it? He, no. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I mean, I, I wonder. I always feel like he's the adopted child of the Undisputed Era, right? Because he came into it later on. So I, I wonder if he's just like, like now going to an orphanage because his parents broke up. I don't know, but I don't believe it. I think there's going to be a swerve to this. Um, but it's interesting. I was so intrigued. I'm like, what is he doing and why? And why are we not talking about the other two members of the Undisputed Era when, the, when you know, when Adam Cole and O'Reilly are going insane at each other? So I have a feeling there's, a, there's going to be a swerve later on to this. Yeah, and for those of you looking for Adam Cole to be called up, as you saw in the footage, it looks like they're going to continue Cole versus O'Reilly, and I do see Roderick Strong coming back for the next match they have in siding with Adam Cole. Mm. Interesting, interesting. Yeah, I, I don't know if you caught the media call with Triple H and Shawn Michaels, and they got so aggravated at people asking, are they coming up? Is Adam Cole coming up? Is Kyle O'Reilly coming up? <laughs> and Shawn Michaels was like, why do you guys assume that? They obviously have unfinished business here. Me, I don't want anybody to get called up. I love my yeah. NXT talent, and they have ruined everybody in the main roster. Like, they don't know how to use them. Then keep them in NXT, because... I just, it just feels like a waste. So I don't want anybody to get called up. I don't know why people keep asking. Like, don't you don't, don't put ideas in their head. Triple H and Sean would just be like, we've seen how this goes. You yeah. really want this to happen. <laughs> Careful what you wish for, guys. Yeah, yeah. seriously. Uh, so Leon Ruff versus Isaiah Swerve Scott. Swerve getting a pretty dominant win here. Um, what did you think of this match, Isa? It was a lot of fun. I thought more fun than I expected it to be. I sat down, you know, I was like, okay, this is a quick opportunity to go get water. And I'm walking to the kitchen and I'm hearing the slaps. Like I can hear them. I'm like, they are like going at it. I came right back because I didn't expect them to like be that physical. I, and I'm not familiar with them. With, um, I'm not too familiar with them. So, uh, you know, it was my break match real quick to get ready for the show. And then I was like, I could not stop watching it. As soon as I heard how, how they were chopping each other, like slapping each other, um, a lot of fun. I, I mean, the in-ring action tonight, every match was good. There was no, there was nothing to complain about when it comes to in-ring action tonight. It was really, really good. And I love this match as well. And I know I sound repetitive, but NXT put on a really good show. You had everything you could ask for in good in-ring action, title changes, surprises. Like it was perfectly booked, which frustrates me because it's the same company that booked whatever that was last night. Yeah. It's really not the same company though, is it? You know what I mean. Administration, that's a good chance. That's a good point. It's different people who are in charge, in charge. Right. Right, but I don't understand how you come up and, and look at the script from last night and go, okay, this is great, we're going to go in the air. And then you look at this and you go, that couldn't, I don't think they could have booked a more perfect show. And I do think they had a little bit of pressure going into Tuesdays. So they, they delivered. Let's see what they do next week and they can follow up. But to the point of Glenn, like the match was great, but so was everything else on this yeah. show. Yeah, everything on the show was a perfect combination of pro wrestling, like the actual in-ring wrestling, and then storytelling. Like they had the segment with Isaiah Swerve Scott before this match to kind of get you into it. And between Kushida pulling that upset and the fact that they do let Leon Ruff win, you know, an upset here and there. He was a North American champion. I thought this match could have gone either way, and that helped in that I didn't know who was going to win, and I just thought yeah. these guys were so great in there together. I mean, Swerve Scott, I, I always say to myself, Swerve Scott great, has great chemistry with so-and-so, but he just has chemistry with everybody. He's got that Gargano quality to him where he knows how to have a great match with anybody, and Leon Ruff is very exciting to wrestle. I love his comeback. I think it's yeah. so exciting. They have really good chemistry. This is a cool match, and I love this uh, face-off backstage. Zoe Stark, who defeated Tony Storm at TakeOver uh, in a bit of an upset or surprise victory, and uh, facing off with Mercedes Martinez at the end of this promo. 
like n not knowing the full story with these uh what these women have been up to lately not having watched in a while just the f uh the physical presence that each of them had in this face off like i am so on board for this match you know what's yeah. ironic is that I, I kind of want NXT to now have a ranking system in terms of this women's <laughs> division. I want to look at like they need a lot it. of credible contenders. Who's number one? Who would be number two and three and four? So I think that would really work with this women's division the way they book it. Yeah, I agree. They need it. And and to Glenn's point, I do think that they took into consideration that they were going to have a lot of people that haven't been watching the product consistently. Yeah tonight and they they booked the show around that to where you could still have a blast and not feel lost like i sometimes try to tune into aw and i feel a little bit lost in the way that they explain the stories or the factions or who's with mm -hmm. who where i feel like tonight they knew that they were going to get eyes in their product that is not here every week and it didn't hurt it didn't matter if you knew what they were up to before today or not you could still enjoy the show and understand the storyline and that's that props to them for that yeah, I feel like there's a lot of people that were tuning in tonight for the first time and are just really anxious to see what happens next week, which is great. And that's, you know, it's so much to process when you're watching two shows at once. And I'm curious to see how AEW uh, reacts having Wednesdays to themselves tomorrow night. Um, so we had an Imperium video package or we saw Imperium in a video package with uh, Valter speaking on his dominant title reign, his takeover one over Tommaso Ciampa. Um, looks like there's still maybe some stuff there, uh, left between them. That match. Uh, oh my God. That match between Walter and Champa was everything. I hope they have a rematch. I do. I, I don't like rematches, but in this case, yeah, I want to see them fight forever. Literally. It was so good. Absolutely. 100%. So Walter has no travel restrictions now. Like he's back in business and can... Yeah, looks like it's open to go. And that wasn't really the problem. I mean, that is the problem during COVID. But Walter has always made it very clear that he wants to mostly be in Germany. He only wants to come to the United States for the big matches and when they need him here and there. But he wants to be based out of Germany and, and in his home. He, he likes it there. There you go. Um, and uh, then Ruff attacked Isaiah Silver Scott during a promo after that. And then we went to the main event, The Way versus Bronson Reed, Dexter Loomis, and NXT Women's Tag Team Champions, Ember Moon and Shotzi Blackheart. This uh, this was a cool main event. Seeing uh, the men and women mix it up like this, lots of good interplay. We had uh, the spot with Dexter and Indy. Uh, this was a lot of fun, and I think this was a good way to showcase a lot of talent. Alfred, what did you think of this match for the main event tonight? It was a very funny match. This is another thing that reminded me of Raw After Mania and that for the main event, they usually do all those kind of stacked tag team matches. So they did a good job having the women work with the men and here and there. I just, can somebody explain to me what this kidnapping thing is with Indy Harwell where she has to pretend like she's asleep for this guy to be interested in her? Because you want to talk about people watching this product cold and not understanding NXT. Like that was a very weird visual to where, oh, now he's interested in her. As long as she's limp, so we can carry it Well, like, this is still WWE at the end of the day, Alfred. So, watching? You know? I don't think, I actually don't think anybody understood it, right? Because I, I was having the exact vibe that you're having. So, of course, what do we do? We get on Twitter and all I'm reading is the same thing. People are like, this is weird, but I'm laughing. This is weird. This is weird. So, I was like, okay, nobody's going to explain it to me. I don't know. It is a little weird, but I, I did smile like a couple of times especially when she did the evil stare at the camera like i'm not dead yes. i'm just faking it like i, I popped oh, I it was great. yeah you don't yeah. want to get him just carrying off olympia <laughs> well into the distance you at least want that you know well, she's fine everybody 
It was so funny. I I I like I really like Dexter Lumens and his storylines. And like you're right, in the main roster, this probably wouldn't translate, and people would think it's weird. But there's just something about him, and um, I just they didn't do any continuation to him and LA Knight tonight. And I remember he had a moment with LA Knight too at the at the gauntlet match. Mm-hmm. So I was hoping that we would get some continuation with that as well. But you know, I, at the end of the day, she the girl just has a crush on him, and she's just trying to you know get his interest. <laughs> yeah, this whole match is built around that crush. That's essentially what the story was. And once they left, then they kind of went right into the finish. Yeah. Uh, but this was cool, though. Uh, but yeah, hey, it's WWE, one, you know, two steps forward, 20 years back <laughs> with some of the gender politics. Uh, but no, this was a good showcase match. And I think if you're tuning in tonight and you kind of want to see what's going on, like there's a lot of stuff there to take in. I mean, the sheer physicality of Bronson Reed, you've got, you know, Dexter Loomis and his whole vibe, Ember and Shotzi that always look like a million bucks. They're probably Mm -hmm. one of the best, just, uh, I I think they're the best women's tag team in all professional wrestling right now. I mean, who's, who's better? Well, let's think, I mean, that's a, there is nobody as of right now. I mean, in the main roster, you could easily make that argument. Yeah. Do you not see the turmoil match on Saturday? No, I love women's no. wrestling. I'm always here for it, but that was it was not a good match, and it's because you have a bunch of things that are thrown together that are not working together, and these two feel differently. That's why I really wanted the tag titles, and I know I said this before, to just go to NXT. I wanted Naya and Shayna to lose them to um, Raquel and Dakota Kai at the time, and then just have one set of tag team titles and then it would have just made things so much more interesting if we would have a turmoil matches including some nxt teams in there really would have been so much better but hey listen they didn't do that and now nxt has a stacked tag team division but it's just making the women on the main roster look bad yeah and part of this is wwe's doing and that they had a lot of cohesive teams whether it was sasha bailey they had the iconics they had alexa bliss and nikki cross they had all these teams together that they could have done something with in terms of telling stories and having good matches and decided to completely break them up and then mix and match so not only do you not care now they're not even really having good matches because there's chemistry issues and i mean i think that wrestlemania match is a culmination of just a terrible year of booking women's tag team wrestling yeah wow well, uh, the baby faces won. Bronson Reed, Dexter Loomis, Ember Moon, and Shotzi Blackheart. And Loomis is a baby face. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I think he's been, yeah. He's definitely got heel tendencies, and he doesn't smile or anything. You know what I loved about Dexter Loomis? He did something that made me laugh out loud, is that Ember Moon went to tag him in, and he just kind of stood there stoically, and he didn't want to put his hand up. So she yeah. just had to tag him before he walked in. Like, he refused to move his hand to do any of these actions until he got tagged in. That was very funny. Yeah, he's he's hilarious, but Glenn, he's a healer. He's a lover, you know? That's what he does. <laughs> Sounds like yeah. he's got a crush on him, too. Maybe. <laughs> I think everybody does. Yeah. Just write his name in your notebook, you know, on your shoes. <laughs> Kids still do that? I, I never did that, but I didn't grow up around here, so... <laughs> <laughs> it was just my weird late 80s generation uh brett murphy five dollars and good for shotzi being as charismatic during the yeah. match that's hard to handle after her father's passing three days ago that's right her father uh passed yeah. away she's a pro mm-hmm. r.i.p too oh, absolutely um so final thoughts on tonight alfred to you first 
I love the show. Perfect show. Uh, absolutely perfect show. Anything, any criticism I have is not really a criticism, just kind of, you know, for the sake of discussion and nitpicky or whatever. But I just thought this was such a great new season restart. In addition to it being a new season, they immediately told the stories they want to tell and want you to get invested in for the next year. It's felt like watching like Saturday morning pro wrestling when I was a kid, uh, when they would just have those simple wrestling shows that are about the matches, the storylines and how to get you hooked on wrestling for weeks to come. So I loved it. Yeah, I thought that I, I had so much fun watching that show tonight. Like I said, you couldn't ask for more. Everything that you could ask for a perfect show happened tonight. Good storytelling. You had um, title changes. You had surprise appearances. You just had everything. You had even a puppy. Come on, like, doesn't get any better than that. Good evening <laughs> action. Like, listen, NXT set the bar up here. We'll see what happens next Tuesday. But as of right now, I'm super excited to be part of this and be covering it because I, for, I'm already excited for next Tuesday. And that is a feeling that you don't have watching a lot of the product that we watch. So props to them. Absolutely. So this was great tonight. And hey, here we are, the new Tuesday crew on Wrestling Inc. This is fun. This is good. Look at this. It's Love it. Practically still light out here on the West Coast. We're the pro oh wrestling God. version of the Breakfast Club. <laughs> Glenn, we're Angela Yee. <laughs> <laughs> And Glenn, and Glenn bragging about being on the West Coast and me over here like... Oh, <laughs> oh yeah, I'm on the West Coast too, Glenn. I, love I know it. you are. I know there you are. Go. I was I'm waiting, I was waiting to see who side you were going to take, but then I was like, he said LA, he's in LA. <laughs> I'm a Midwestern boy at heart. You know, so... Uh, anyhow, uh, Issa online at NYC Demon Diva. That's Demon Diva with a one. Alfred online at This Is Nasty. I'm at Glenn Rubenstein. Please give us a follow. If you're watching on YouTube, be sure to smash that subscribe button is that what the kids say smash yeah. that you like it. you're hanging you out it. with an ex you're alone together hanging out drinking <laughs> smash that subscribe button you look okay, at logan paul okay logan paul <laughs> is that what he says <laughs> I think sure, so. sure to give us a like give us a thumbs up we found a few locations for paul Why? near you second street new york the second one is hey, Paul's Google, Burger stop. Joint at 131 2nd <laughs> Avenue, Paul. The third one is Paul at 328 West 12th Street, New York. Did you hear this? <laughs> this oh. is why I have an Echo Dot here that I kid you not has been on mute for four years because when Alexa Bliss got called up to the main roster, oh my, my Echo Dot, like it's still here in my office, it's still plugged in, still red. It's been on mute for four years because I never bothered to unmute it. Good Lord. <laughs> I had to move my Alexa to like the living room because I watch TV in the, like I watch wrestling in this area, but now apparently this one is picking random things up too. Yeah, I have that <laughs> problem too. <laughs> there you go. Uh, so everybody, have a great week next Tuesday night. We'll see you back here on the Wrestling Gang Podcast. Take care. Bye. Good night. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger. Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.